0: All
1: right, guys, welcome back to another pod uh this is the one of non-podcasts i am one of your hosts dr andrew ganung
0: and i'm your other host dr jonah casella
1: and it's great to be back two consecutive weeks in a row we're back into the rhythm of things so we have another cool episode today something that's been on our mind a little bit lately i know i've been pondering this for a while and uh The episode today is going to be about uh, pace kind of and I'm not talking about running pace, but kind of the pace of which you're doing something now it could it could relate to running, it could relate to working out or it could relate to kind of your productive momentum in your career or your your lifestyle. So um, a lot of what we'll be talking about today is when to know how to productive, do a productive pivot, change what's not working, um shock the system if you will or when to understand that like you're in a really good flow state and to stay in that flow state because of all the productivity that can be yielded from that um but before we dive into that i think it's an appropriate time to thank you all for listening uh obviously we appreciate that um we love anyone who listens even if it's just one person so um jc i don't know if you want to say anything before we dive into it but we are definitely grateful yeah. for y'all.
0: Yeah, just again, thank thank you guys for listening. We hope that you get something out of it or at least enjoy us talking about random things that are meaningful to us and what we got going on, but hopefully you get something out of it. But thanks for listening. We appreciate it.
1: We got some, I know I got some love on the pain cave. I think that resonated well with a lot of people. And I was listening to it again back over on Saturday and I texted Jen. I was like, that was a solid pod because it's like such a relatable th- topic for a lot of people at least our friends and people in the the exercise world who are yeah that was a good you know yeah they they understand it so it makes it a lot more fun to to uh hear someone else talk about it knowing you're going through it too so um I'll, i'll lead off on this i was on a run the on monday and it was supposed to be an easy run for me and. I was about two miles into the run or three miles into the run. And I just was, I felt like I was literally floating. And I, I say that lightly, but like when you're in running and you can get into a, like a state of just, it was euphoric, honestly. And I don't get the runner's high a whole lot. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's, hop, I i rarely get it um, more, more times than I actually do feel it. But I was in a euphoric state for like 3 of those 7 miles and I was running at like a 7:15 like 7:10 pace which was like far faster than what I should have been running it but I was like not my heart rate was perfect in terms of it it was relatively low for running at that speed and I just felt so dialed at that moment and um I was thinking to myself, as it relates to like lifestyle and everything. And I just didn't, it was working. So I didn't change anything about it. Like I got, you know, and I think that th- that can be translated really well into a lot of other aspects of your life, whether it's in business, as I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, when you are in a flow state, and you have a lot of productive momentum, don't change that. And I think that a lot of people feel stagnant if they're not constantly doing something different, which is a, a great thing to have at certain time points. But it's important to have the knowledge and uh, ability to have the oversight to know, all right. Whatever's working's working. Don't change it. Don't fi- try and fix it if it ain't broke, you know. And that—that's a saying for a reason because there's so much value in that. And when you're in a flow state or you have a lot of momentum why even get out of that? Just because you feel like you need to change it up. Uh, JC, do you feel that way with some of the runs or your lifts or with work?
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel the run. I mean, actually in my everyday life too, you get into those good routines, you get good momentum going in your life and you you know, enjoy that. You know, that you're in a good routine and you kind of lock into that. I do the same thing when I run, once I get into like, my muscles, get loose and I get into a comfortable pace and I'm cruising, I will just zone out and go into autopilot and you know, just that same sort of thing where you're just not even, you don't really feel yourself like you're just cruising, thinking about other things. And before you know it, you got a mile or two down and it's great. Lock into that for sure. Um, but yeah, even just in my daily routine, I get into really good routines where I won't even realize what all that I'm accomplishing almost where it's like, I look back on it and it's like, wow, that was a really productive day. It went fast. (laughs) I was cruising through it you know, it wasn't like I was, um, dreading every bit of it. It was just kind of like a nice, like you said, flow flowy day, but just kind of. It was just perfect, you know what I mean? So yeah, I totally I agree with that. I love that um those days and in weeks and months if you can keep it rolling like that and those few miles where you can get away with forgetting what you're doing for a few miles before you come back to and you're like, Oh wow, okay, my legs hurt. Um now what
1: (laughs) Dude, I'm so happy you said that. Like seriously, that was exact the exact thought that was going through my head was and you said it perfectly, you said, um you said you don't realize how productive you are or how productive you've been when you're in that state. <clears throat> and I think back to some of the times, and this is a big motivator for me. If I think retrospectively at my time in PT school, when I had more responsibility than, you know, a lot of other points in my life, I, in the moment, I think I was I was in a probably a good flow state because I had developed a routine of what day-to-day looks like with studying and practicals and clinical rotations and stuff. But you look back at that time, you're like, Holy crap. I was so productive. I need to get back. I was so hardworking. I need to get back to that. But that's because I was, I was in a state of momentum for like three weeks at a time or four weeks, you know, and you just, you get into that state where you're like, and and that's my reference point now. Now I have a lot of different responsibility now, but I think back to like, if I need to start getting in my head about going harder in my work or my work ethic, I think back to that time and I say, I had so much on my plate, but I was so productive. And I, I really was in a state of like, just momentum at that time. And you stated it perfectly by saying that. And it's, it's right. And that's for physical physical stuff too, where you just are just autopilot and you don't, you kind of forget about yeah, where you're at and what you're
0: doing. And you're right. It's important to remember and like reference those times where you were in that, that state and you were real productive so that you can reach back to that whenever, you know, cause life happens and we'll talk about that too, where you get out of that and things get switched up on you. And then you're trying to get back into into that. So it's good to have those points of reference, like you said. And I think it's funny because it even happened to me um, just like a month ago, when I was transitioning from just typical running as I wanted to lifting as I wanted to, to a a more structural structured routine with training for the Ironman, I was thinking about, okay, I got to get back into a good routine. And part of me was like dreading that because I realized, wow, I was really doing a lot every day. And I was like, that's going to be a lot. This is going to be a, you know, a, a change that is maybe going to suck. I don't really remember. And then once you're back into it for a couple of weeks, it's like, oh yeah, we're just, we're cruising. We're good now. And you get into that nice flow state. So it's good to have a reference to knowing that one, you can do it and be productive and live a normal life like that. Um, and then just be able to, to reference it. So I liked how you said that. So I'm down for all that. I agree. I was thinking about. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, because I was going to kind of step into something different. So go ahead.
1: Well, I, I was thinking about you on my run yesterday about uh, Strava. When I would look at your Strava and you were running like sevens. And at the time I was not. We were in opposite positions because you were training for the marathon. I didn't. I wasn't really training for anything. I was kind of casually just running. And I remember looking at, at Jonah's Strava, which is like tracks, all of our workouts. And you can see distance, you can see pace, you can see everything, all the splits. And I was looking at Jonah's and I was like, that dude is speedy right now. And, and now it seems like we flip flopped again. And now I'm in race condition and you're picking back up training and I'm cause I'm nearing the end of it. I got about two and a half weeks, three weeks before the race yeah, and I'm running sevens. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm running sevens and now you're entering back into the training phase. And it's funny because you're in a state right now where we're, you're retrospectively thinking about where you were during prep for the Pittsburgh marathon, because dude, you were, you were pushing crazy good runs like on a weekly basis, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and now, I think ahead because I know once dawn is over, I'm probably gonna s- step off the gas a little bit. I'm not gonna be running five days a week. I'm gonna probably focus a little bit more on longer lifts and and still run a couple times a week. But I know that my my fitness level in terms of running is gonna drop, and I'm gonna think back like, man, I was I'm gonna look back at my Strava and see I was running seven seven fifteen pace for seven and a half miles. Like, what was I doing? What how can I get back to that? You know, and you, yeah. thats what's so important, you know, cause it's a, it's a good driver for uh discipline too, to, to kind of enter back into that um, that phase of training or that phase in your, your life where you want to be yeah. productive again.
0: Yeah. I'm just starting so. to get back closer to that. I think when I did my, I did a run during my lunch yesterday cause I had no other time to do it. Um, cause I had a work dinner after, after work. And um, I did just five miles. It wasn't a long one, but the majority I think the first mile I did at like an eight, and then maybe the first two were like eight seven fifty, and then the last two I was doing like seven and a half, and that was the fastest that I've done in a while and I was like okay i'm I'm seeing myself progressing closer to where I was you know at before already, which mm-hmm. is great." Um, because yeah, when I first started running again, after I took like a month off in October and trying to get back into it in November, I was running like 8:45s, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be a journey back to, <laughs> back to Stevens. But yeah, because the goal is now, what I'm realizing is we were just talking about this before the pod is I am not strong on the bike. Um, I'm getting better at the swim, but that's also going to be tough. But I think the bike is going to be a torture. And to get that five hour mark, I think that I'm gonna have to play catch up with the run to some extent. And so if I can do like seven, seven fifteens for the run, that's gonna allow me to take to make up a little bit of time off the bike because that bike is gonna be tough, man. Twenty two to twenty three miles per hour is gonna be tough. So is sure. that run I mean, too at the end? Oh, the run's gonna suck too, for sure. But I, I'm just I'm so much more comfortable suffering through a run than I am fatiguing through a bike ride. I just don't have enough experience in the bike, but that's a whole different topic. I got six months. I just have to remember that. And that, that's a good point for everybody too, is just to calm down because I mean, this is a whole other subject, but I remember when I first started running last year at this time, I was doing tens thinking, how am I ever going to do nine for four, for four hours straight. And then you get to that point where then you're running sevens for miles, you know, before, like you were just saying, And I remember being so uncomfortable running. It was like Bambi learning to walk again, you know? And I'm just at that point now with the bike and the swim and it's, I get a little bit discouraged because it's like, I'm running really strong, but then these two are suffering and then it makes you panic a little bit. And I just have to pump brakes and know that it's just going to take time to develop those skills and just be patient.
1: That's why, that's why why nobody wants to, yeah. That's why nobody wants to, uh, like it's so hard for people to pick up like new hobbies because they hate the period of time where it sucks, where they suck at it, and they don't like the exactly. feeling of sucking at something. So they just like whatever. I'm just not going to do this. So it's like it's like playing guitar. I mean, when I first started playing guitar, I sucked, and I still suck a little. I suck pretty bad at guitar, but I can play. I can play the stuff that I want to, but like no one wants to sit there for hours on end strumming a guitar and, and finger picking and all these different things. They say there's like a, I'm going to finish with this and we can transition to the opposite side of the conversation about when it's good to change things up. But they say that it takes 18 minutes a day to be like the top, like what, 5% or 10% at something, 18 minutes a day for 365 days. And you become like an expert at it, which is like 18 minutes a day. Like if I just play 18 minutes of, of guitar of like meaningful deliberate time playing guitar a day. I'll be an expert at guitar. Like that seems so makes sense. like n- nonchalant, you know, but it's like, yeah. it's like, if you were to run for 18 minutes a day, you're probably gonna get pretty dang good at running, you know, as long as you, year's it correctly, time, yeah. But, yeah. Anyways, right. <laughs> let's talk about That's the that. other side of things, which, which is um, when it's important to change things too. Uh, Jonah, you were talking before the pod started. Why don't you tap into this? Because you, you were making a good point with this and when it's appropriate to change things up.
0: Yeah, once you get into... like, I'm going to use lifting and endurance as an example because it's an easy example. And you can relate this to other parts of your life too. But this is just a basic easy example. Your body is very smart. And it's it gets used to and it gets efficient at activities that you're doing to burn as little energy as possible that's your whole that's the whole point of your cellular function is to be very efficient to save energy um at whatever you're doing and so when you've lifted for a long time and you do the same lifts and workouts all the time you are going to burn less calories you're going to break down less muscle you know all things held equal than if you were when you were just starting it's like you make those quick quicker gains. And then you kind of plateau off, right? Because you're getting your muscles are getting efficient, you're getting used to, to that. Um, the same thing with uh, running, or when you're just doing one type of workout, now you're always going to burn calories, and you can always improve if you're shocking the system in some way or another. For instance, if you only run three miles a day at a 10 minute pace, sure, maybe over a really long period of time, you'll get to be a better and more efficient runner. But. Unless you throw a threshold workout in there or you change up your cadence or you change up the distance and the mileage, you're never going to really shock the system and, and progress more efficiently and further in, in that particular thing. And also in relation to just fitness and working out, switching up what you're doing altogether. So we were talking about this. If you were predominantly a weightlifter and you like to spend a lot of time in the gym, shock your, and shock your system and throw in a sprint workout or a high intensity workout, you know, change things up. What that does to your body is your, you know, your brain and all your cells are not used to that. And so then you're going to burn more calories. You're going to, um, you know, break down more muscle and, and you, you get the point that I'm, that I'm making. So the, you know, there's one side of this that we talked about where it's good to stay in your lane. And there's the other side of this where it's good to shock the system every once in a while and change it up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, I totally agree and, and concur with that. And I think this is a, incredibly applicable to a lot of the stuff that I deal with in the clinic, you know, and what Jonah's talking about is adaptation. Your body adapts to the, the different types of, of loads that you put it through. So for any of you, any of my fellow PTs out there that listen, there are a couple of y'all actually, there's probably a decent amount of y'all. Um, Like that's why progressive overload is such an important topic in the space of PT because you need to be constantly loading the muscle or whatever it is continually in a progressive manner, aka increasing the load over time because your body adapts to it and your body like Jonah is talking about. Is adapting to the load, the quote unquote load, whether it's an external load, whether it's the speed at which you're running something, the pace you're doing, the volume you're doing. <clears throat> and to put it in layman's terms, in college, I, if you know me, you know how much I love squatting. I love squatting heavy. It's been my favorite thing since college. I, Jonah, me, and our buddies would always, we would always be doing squatting in our leg workouts, but we were doing different things with it. So we were either doing a high volume day where we would do 10 sets of 10 or we would do you know really high weight, low reps and maybe do some some lower volume stuff or we would squat with our feet in a wider stance versus a more narrow stance and we would change up the reps and then we would you know, we would internally and externally rotate our our legs to hit different aspects of the quads or and that's a lot of that's to change it up because if you constantly just do the same load every single time eventually you're going to adapt and it's no longer going to benefit you and so jonah makes a really good point because that doesn't just apply in fitness and in physical effort it applies in everything else too and sometimes like just removing yourself for a period of time from the work that you're doing, if you have remained stagnant and you plateau, maybe trying something new or um you know figuring out a way that you can you can switch up the plan and and do a new route on on the game plan is super important, and I know that's something that, as I took on the management position, I've started to really look into. If you can t- the definition of crazy is doing the same thing over and over again and and not having a different and, and getting the same result every time, expecting it to be different though. And that's that's stupidity, honestly. And we fall into that, you know, because it's habit and you need to be constantly adapting and whether that's you know changing a different route or a different approach or whatever, what have you, I think it's super important. And so there's two, there's a honestly a good dichotomy with it we talked about ways that it's super important to sometimes stay in that productive flow if it's working um, or, you know, maybe um, switch it up because it's not working and, and find a different game plan. And we talked about this on goals too. in our goals podcast, um, you should be reassessing consistently. And this is a, a, an evaluation process where you have to figure out if something's working. If it's not, let's switch it up. If it's continuing to work, then don't, try and fix it because there's nothing to fix. So there's a cool dichotomy that, that I think people often neglect and people neglect the evaluation process of it is reevaluating what's working and what's not working. Do, do you agree with that Jonah?
0: Yeah. I'm, I am, I fall victim to this too, where I don't take the time to take a look at where I've come from, everything along the way, seeing how I progressed. So then I can bank it for later so that, you know, whenever I do fall off inevitably or things change and I'm trying to get back into it, then I'm always like, wait, what did I do to get to where I was? And then I'm like thinking like, is this the type of workout I was doing? Was I doing something different? So it's good that while you're in it to take a second, look at what you're doing, see, okay, I prog- I've made progression here. Like I've been doing this with my running now. Like I'm really like, now that I'm coming into a year of it, I can see like, what I do that allows me to progress and I'm kind of banking that. And so developing that understanding so that when I you know, come off a training block and then I'm trying to get back on, I can remember, okay, yeah, like I was here because I did these few things. And you kind of just assess along the way and it helps you later on. Definitely agree with that. And that's definitely something that people miss or don't think about even. I think, yeah,
1: it's it's super, uh, such a good point. And I think to even add to that, is two things one having the ability to have a scoped out view and the oversight to be like okay like where am i at and what's working what's not working but also being patient too because i think people are very quick to want to change something if they don't see the results right away and they don't hang in there long enough to yield what could be a good product um, in the long run, if you if you were to be more patient, and I think we've talked about this on a couple, you know, a couple pods already about the immediate gratification, you know, you have to have patience with some of these things, some of these things aren't going to happen in, in two days. So if you go to the gym, and you're doing a push pull leg type of split, and <laughs> three weeks and you're like, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of this. Well, dummy, yeah, you're not going to see any results because you haven't been doing it long enough. So have, have the oversight to be like, all right, I need to stay in the, the flow, stay patient, you know, th- two months from now, if you're not seeing anything change and yeah, that's time for, yeah. you know, a switch that's up of, exactly of what you're, you're doing
0: right now. I'm like a few weeks, I'm actually maybe a month into actually riding because I started before the, the six month workup. And I mean, I've only, on I've probably only done five or six rides on the bike and I'm still reminding myself that this is going to be this is going to take a long time to develop this and get and get comfortable holding a certain watt and pace for a while it's going to be it's going to be a long time coming for that and I just have to remind myself constantly to be patient yeah you know, but that's a good yeah. patience is, patience is key understanding that it just takes some things just take time to build and not to get discouraged which is easier said than done because I get super discouraged when I'm on the bike, and ten minutes in, my quads are burning, and I'm slapping my quads. Like, why is this? This shouldn't be happening already. What are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> you just have to. You just have to be patient with it. Which I'm actually. Oh, I feel finish that. Finish up my bike workout after this. I got thirty more minutes of suffering.
1: <laughs> Suffer well, my friend. But um, I feel like feel like that was a really good uh, total kind of viewpoint on the whole entire topic of when to switch it up, when to keep it the same productive momentum and, and constantly reevaluating the whole process. And I think anyone who's listening to this podcast can absolutely take gems from this because we all are succumbed to it, whether it's physical effort, whether it's an intellectual effort, whether it's an emotional effort, whatever, whatever the case is, you know, you have to have the, the oversight and the viewpoint, um, the bird's eye view to be able to understand what to do. So um, that about wraps it up for us, folks. We enjoyed talking about this. Um, be on the lookout for next week. We will be having some guests come on. I know I say that a lot, but we are we have a list of guests that we've been accumulating and trying to line up for everyone. So we we appreciate y'all listening and, uh look for us on the next pod.
0: Yeah, thanks again. We appreciate everything you guys are listening and and uh, if you have any suggestions for anything or questions or whatever, please feel free to reach out to us on, we're on Instagram. And um, like we said, in other podcasts, we have the one of none nation on discord. It's been a little quiet recently, but um, we're always, we're always on it and down to uh, answer any questions or even if you have you know topics you want us to talk about, just uh, let it, let us know. We'll be happy to, to do that. But thanks again. Yeah. That's all we got. And um, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. I got